Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. Welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. My name is Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day today. We have an incredible guest today. This guy's a seven-figure earner. He's a friend of mine. He's a mentor of mine. I've learned a lot from this guy. He is a master of many things, Facebook ads, Bing ads, e-commerce, network marketing, and a whole bunch of other things. So he has an incredible amount of wisdom. I'm really looking forward to uh, talking with him today. So let's welcome my friend and my mentor, Jermaine Lee Monster Steel. How are you doing today, Jermaine? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Victor. I truly appreciate the opportunity to come out here and, and just, uh, you know, hang out and interview with you. Yeah, definitely. Doing good. Thanks for uh, asking. Great to yeah. hear, Jermaine. All right. So I like to start off by just, you know, having you please share a little bit about yourself, your background, your story. Okay. How did you get to where you are today? Sure, sure. So kind of like go way back or? <laughs> Wherever you have, definitely feel free to go. Yeah, go share the yeah, share sure. your whole story. I know people would love to hear it. And I know people would be inspired and learned a lot from hearing okay. the story, yeah. bro. Yeah, definitely. So so I don't want to tell my whole life story, I guess, right? We'll be here all day, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do want people to, to, to definitely get some inspiration, motivation, and uh, be impacted by this interview. So I'll, I'll kind of start, I guess, where I was, was terminated from a uh, restaurant management, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was running a fast food location. I was actually running... Uh, three and four locations at a time. Uh, it was something that I kind of had built up to since I was 15, you know, and I was this like punk kid running around on the streets and, you know, really just looking for a job. So I got a job at 15 and then fast forward into that, that point where, uh, you know, I got promoted to, to a, a general manager, right. If you will. And I was running three and four locations. So I thought I had like arrived, you know what I mean? And I always tell people this, for lack of better words, like when I, when they said, you know, 60, 75 grand a year, uh, you know, and that was a long time coming, you know, I thought I, I was balling, right, for lack of better words, you know what I mean, I thought I had arrived, and so I quickly realized that 60, 65k a year uh, was barely paying the bills, you know, Ashley uh, is my better half, you know, of course, Victor knows Ashley, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, she was making 40, 45k a year, and we were making six figures, but we were still bootstrapped, you know, we were broke, mm -hmm. um, paying bills, you know, of course, I had some tax debt that I've, of course, settled by now, and child support, and all these different things that were just really weighing us down, and so, you know, this was 2010, nine, maybe I wanted something more, you know, like a lot of people go to the internet, they type in, make money online. So that's what I did. You know, and this is about, like I said, nine or 10. And uh, I spent a lot of money. I went to a lot of events, uh, met, pe met people like the likes of, you know, Mark Coberson, uh, rest in peace, really great guy, mm -hmm. legend there. Um, you know, Jonathan Budd and just some other, you know, Mike Dillard, all these guys at events. And I thought, wow, these guys are really doing it. Right. And so they were talking about 60, $75,000 months. And here I am making $60,000, $75,000 a year, right? So to kind of speed it up, uh, my performance dropped at the restaurant. You know, I, I, I knew that I wanted more in life. And uh, like I said, the performance that I had prior to was kind of, uh, you know, dropping at the restaurant. And so about 2011, uh, actually March 2011, I was uh, promoted to a customer, um, aka fired, you know, from that job. And so, um, you know, the bad part about that is this house that's now on the market that you see behind us now. Uh, we almost lost, you know, due to foreclosure, the banks were calling, uh, I was four or five months behind on, on, you know, my mortgage. And, uh, you know, at that point I realized that I had to do something. So, you know, I had pulled out all my, you know, credit cards and 401k and, you know, blew to the tune of like $60,000. I mean, and nobody wants to do that. Right. So I was at a point in the business where, you know, it was fight or flight. And so I started blogging and I started just doing anything that was productive that didn't cost me money. Cause I didn't have money to buy solo ads and do pay-per-click and, you know, all these things that Victor talked about earlier. So I just started blogging. I started, you know, going online, going live, like what Victor's doing now and really just putting out valuable content, really just making myself, uh, you know, exposed to the internet. And it was, it was uh, probably about 2012 where I went to an event. Actually it was 2012. I went to an event in June and uh, we had made four or $5,000 a month, which was kind of like paying the bills, but we were still broke kind of thing. Um, and I wanted more. So 2012, I went to an event the next month I hit like 15 grand. Uh, and that was just from being consistent from, from blogging, going to events, you know, putting out valuable content, doing all the right things that, you know, you're supposed to do right in internet marketing. And so that was kind of our breakthrough, I would say where, you know, Victor says a master of network marketing. Well, you know, back in 2011 to 14, yeah, we really ran up some, some pretty good numbers, but the reality is that, uh, not everyone could like really 
you know, do what we do per se, right? Like they say in network marketing, there's like a 3% success rate, right? So, you know, it was at that point about 13, 14, I had finally kind of made it, if you will, or had a breakthrough. And I just wanted something a little less, um, you know, attached in the sense of, of going live every day. And, you know, I love doing it and I still do, you know, I need to do it more, right? Like people tell me, they go, man, I used to go live every day, but I wanted something that, you know, was, was not putting me back in a position where I felt stressed like I was in, in restaurant management. So I got into e-commerce, right? And, and e-commerce about 2015, uh, that's when we really started taking off on teaching people, uh, Amazon, eBay, those kinds of things. Uh, and then, sh you know, shortly after that, about a year later, I realized after teaching about a hundred people that, yeah, only three to five, maybe 10 people are actually going to do something, you know? And so we kind of switched the model up and uh, to fast forward till today, um, we've been really successful in, you know, uh, e-commerce automation and e-commerce ourselves. Uh, and, and teaching that in certain places and coaching and things like that. So I know it's kind of the, the fast track to, to where we're at now. Um, but I definitely, you know, would love to open up a little bit more and, uh, you know, answer, answer any other questions you got, Victor. But yeah, it was a long time coming, you know, going from, from where we were, um, you know, struggling to pay the bills to, to, yeah, you know, being in beast mode, you know, as they say now, right. Traveling and, and doing all those kind of things. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, that's awesome. So, yeah, no, that's really some good stuff. So your back was against the wall. And yep. uh, so you really had to make things happen. That's what happens to a lot of people. They are struggling. They're in a tough mm -hmm. situation. And, yep. you know, you had to get out of your comfort zone because, you know, you had right. to pay bills. You, you and Ashley, you know, you, had, you know, you just had to take care of things. You were, you didn't right. have the cash. So you had to figure out ways to do it. So you started blogging, yep. you know, videos, all this stuff. Think, you know, things you didn't have to pay money for because that was the only way you could do it. So, yes, yeah, so you right. couldn't really afford to do ads right now, but you found a way to do it. I remember you were telling me you're doing a whole bunch of videos every single day, just hoping mm -hmm. people would just reach out yep. to you because you did what you, whatever you had to do. Sometimes when you're, when you, when you have to, you have to burn those words, your back is against the wall. You have no choice and you do whatever it takes to succeed. Yep. And that, and that's what you have to do. So, I think that's something people can learn is sometimes you, you're put in this difficult position. That's when you really, you, you, you discover these things inside of you, you didn't realize you had, maybe because we all tend to be in a bit of a comfort zone. So we're like, you right. know, I may not be completely happy, but I'm kind of comfortable. I know what to expect. But then you're put in this really tough situation. You're like, man, I got to figure out something. And then you realize you have these, all these abilities in you, all this greatness you never realized you had. They, were, they lay hidden inside of you. And they just came out. And you realize, wow, I got to do, do these things. And from that, over the last 10, 12 years, you've done so many great things because you built upon that. You built that proper foundation. You did that personal development. And the thing is, you took all those actions. And not only that, you taught other people, you've coached other people. As a result, you become very successful and you've helped other people become successful based on your own life experiences. You, you showed them that it's possible because you were able to do it. And if you could do it, other people can do it as well, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. No, I, I agree 100%. And like you said, kind of that flight or, uh, fight or flight mentality, if you will. You know, I think that a lot of people have it, you know, or they say they have it. But when it comes down to doing the work like you, Victor, you know, here you are live doing what you got to do every day. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. every day every week and um you know a lot of people they they say they have it in them but when it comes down to you know down to putting in the work you know they're always looking for something else and that's one thing that i learned not to do was you know i talk about looking left or right you know stay in your lane and stay focused you know like i said like you uh you know you, you've been really consistent with these interviews and i mean you've interviewed some amazing people i've, I've definitely saw uh, quite a few of them so when it comes down to fight or flight it's like you know you can say you have the mentality but the reality is that you know, uh, get with someone like Victor, get with a mentor, find someone that could kind of like really help you um, along the path, you know, and on that note, I'll say that when I was in, you know, fight or flight mode and kind of grind mode, uh, you know, I love to give credit where credit is due. Uh, I used to run around and I'll, I'll take the opportunity to tell this quick story if you don't mind, uh, Victor. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I used to run around saying, oh yeah, I'm gonna make 10 grand a month, right? You know, and uh, one of my mentors, you know, shout out Desmond Smith, I, you know, we get on calls and I'd say, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm at 200 for the day, you know, I'm done for the day, you know, it's time for you know, dinner or, you know, go out to eat or whatever the case may be. And he's like, bro, but what, what's your goal? You know, you always talk about your goal. And I go, well, 10 grand a month, you know, and he goes, okay, so $200 and you're done for the day. Right. And I'll never forget the time he told me this on a call. I go, yeah, yeah, $200. And I'm, I'm good. 250 or whatever, even 250 doesn't add up times 30. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what he says. He says, bro, you know, you're, you're grinding and you're grinding to make 200, but you're not putting in the, the foundational stuff to actually, you know, fruit from, the labor that you do now later. So you'll always be able to make that money on a daily basis, 
But if you want to make 10 grand a month, you need to make 300 and you know, whatever it is, $33, mm -hmm. 33 cents a, a day. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I got to that point where I started to, to really, you know, have a, I guess a, a higher mindset when it comes to uh, my value and self-worth. And I think that that was part of uh, the problem up until that point is I didn't really value myself. You know, I valued myself at 200 or 300 or whatever it was, but I could never go to, you know, above and beyond that. And yeah, I won't even begin to get into the, you know, the days that we've had. I mean, you've been around, right? So it's it's just a blessing and, a, and I'm grateful. So well, yeah, yeah. And, definitely, and definitely we're going to get to that yeah. in a little bit, bro. Yeah. yeah, no, and you're right. How you view yourself will determine the success you have. If you only see yourself as a $200 a day a person, a you know, $1,000 right. a month person, you're only going to make $1,000 a month. If you right. see yourself as a $20,000 a month person, you'll find a way to make $20,000 a month. So how you view yourself is very important because your subconscious mind really controls most of the things you do. And it looks yeah. at your self-worth. And so it, depending on how you view yourself, those are the kind of actions you would take. Like you say, if, you, if you're doing $200 a day, you made it 200, you were like, I'm happy, I'm going to stop there. But right. that's made you uh, think bigger. So that's the importance yeah. of having mentors and being around other successful people because they can help you stretch yourself and think bigger and see yourself as doing 10,000 a month, doing $333 a day. And obviously yep. you've done a lot more since then because you right. surround yourself with a lot of people who could stretch you and you were yep. able to do a lot of great things. And a lot of people get in that comfort zone also. They're like saying, oh, I made a couple of sales. I can relax for the rest of the day. But the thing is the best time to make more money or to get more people in your organization is when you've had some success because you're in the right. zone, you're feeling good. You, you, you just have this energy about you. That's the best time to keep going for because you're, you're in that zone, you're feeling good. And that, that's the worst time to stop is when you're doing well. You should keep going because it's gonna successful build upon success. And that's a mistake a lot of people make. They just like, I'll stop at three o'clock. I had a couple of people join me or right. I get to sell and I'm done. No, you should continue grinding for a few miles because you can make a $200 oh, yeah. day, become a $500 day or a $1,000 day. So that's very important that it's great that you, you talk to Dustin. He says, you know, he, you know, he made you stretch yourself to think big. So I think that's very important. So th th some good stuff there, people. Think bigger, stretch yourself more because um, if other people have done it, you can do it. See them oh, as yeah. inspiration. So don't say I can't do it. I'm only I'm limited to that. You're only limiting yourself because of what you're telling yourself. Your self-talk is very important. Unfortunately, most of our self-talk tends to limit ourselves. So uh, great, right. great points there, bro. So let's talk about some of the things you've done over 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 the years because you've definitely done some great stuff. Actually, I'd like cool. to talk about how you've overcome other challenges as well, like okay. a few years ago. Because uh, mm -hmm. people say, think that circumstances dictate everything that happens to them. Right. But you were in a situation a few years ago where you could not live in your house for a few months. You were forced right. to live out of a casino, and yet you had yep. your greatest week ever. So you were in a tough situation, but you didn't let that stop you. You kept working at it, and you just had great success while, while you were forced to live outside your house. Yeah, so I guess that story starts with... Uh little bit of mold in the bathroom, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't nothing major, you know, but, uh, you know, it seemed I was always kind of getting sick and I didn't know if that was having an effect on, you know, health or not. So we kind of started tearing out the bathroom and uh, I just literally went in there and started tearing it apart. And, uh, you know, one day we just, one of the, the contractors came in and they didn't cover much of it, but insurance helped a little bit. Right. So contractors came in and he's like tearing apart the bathroom and he goes, I had a question. Do you guys got insurance? And Again, we we didn't know, right? We're first time homeowner, homeowners, mm -hmm. if you will. And uh, he goes, "Yeah, why don't you call insurance?" So we did, and you know, they covered up some of the they covered some of the mold costs and stuff like that. But as soon as we got that bathroom done, we just started like ripping the whole house apart, you know. And of course, with the, while the guys, to point uh, Victor's point, while the guys were here, uh, the contractors were here, you know, in and out of our house, and I mean, it was just a mess and dust everywhere, and you know, tools and counters pulled apart, and so we were kind of you know, low key trying to stay here still, you know, but the fact is we couldn't. And so uh, we had to live it out of a, a casino slash hotel, uh, which is, you know, near us, it's about four or five miles out. And uh, we had to live there for four months. So like Victor said, we, you know, I mean, just not being able to have, you know, my son not being able to have his own space, um, you know, just little things like laundry, you know, little things like uh, just the things you can imagine, right? You didn't have your, your household amenities that you're used to and so it it definitely wasn't the worst thing you know living in a, in a hotel slash casino but it definitely wasn't the best thing especially for four months i mean by month you know one and a half two it's like let's get out of here so so yeah we we you know pushed through and and we thrived during those times and like victor said we were able to have upwards of a you know forty five thousand dollar week uh if I, if I recall correctly mm -hmm. um and we've been blessed like i said to have many weeks like that 
um, since. Uh, but, you know, more to the point of what Victor's saying, you know, sometimes when your back's up against the wall or you have challenges or obstacles, you just got to push through. You know, we talked about fight or flight earlier, and that's more of a like, I got this, right? But when it comes to, to the actual mindset of sticking through something, you know, in the process, in the thick of things, you know, as you're while, you know, digging those trenches, right? While you're digging those trenches, the fact is it's hard to keep that strong mindset. Uh, and so we definitely, I say we, because it wasn't just me, it was Ashley, you know, as well. And we had to push through and my son, obviously uh, not having his own space and, and uh, having to go to, you know, school from there. Uh, obviously this was pre COVID. So he was still going to school, literally Ashley driving back and forth, you know, every morning while I'm doing calls and trying to operate the business and, Again, you can just imagine it, it was, uh, you know, I wouldn't say a mess per se, but it was definitely, you know, a bunch of dust was kicked up and we had to get into beast mode, if you will. So, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When you go into beast mode, great things happen. So, I, I just, yep. I just remember that when we were talking about it on the phone and, and you said I had my best week ever. And I was just really inspired by that. It's, you know, thanks, bro. Like, yeah. So, it's great to hear. And let's talk a little about yeah. Ashley because, you know, they say behind every great man is a wonderful woman supporting him. So, yes, you know, sir. Ashley's been so fundamental in, in your success and always being there for you. So, yep. it's like, just talk a little bit how, how Ashley really was there when you needed her. You know, she okay. helps her in your life around it. Yeah. She, because of her, you know, she's a big part of who you are today. Of, of course. Yeah. She's a, a big, you know, part of the backbone of the business, the admin side and, you know, a bunch of other things, but kind of going back to when I was still, where she was still working, uh, matter of fact, at the casino slash hotel that we, you know, had to live in, right. She, she worked there for seven years, eight years, maybe. Um, like I said, she was making 45, uh, 40, 45 grand a year. And, uh, you know, here I am trying to just make, you know, something every month. Right. And so here I am feeling like a loser. Uh, uh, she's working a job and I'm just trying to kind of figure everything out. And so I just remember sometimes she'd come home and it's like, it's not, that's not working, right? This stuff doesn't work, you know, go back, you know, get a job. And I just like, close the door, you know, leave me alone kind of thing. But then I came to realize that, you know, it wasn't her vision per se. So she, she you know, has pushed through so hard because, you know, it, it's hard for, and that's what I tell people sometimes, have patience because, you know, it's it's not your vision, whether it's the woman or the man, right? It's, it's, it's the person, you know, it's my vision in my case, wasn't hers. And so I understood that, um, but at the same time, you know, I didn't understand why she would tear me down, right? Why would she tell me, go get a job? Why would she tell me it's not working? Because she cares about our livelihood. She cares about the family. She cares about, you know, the future, but I just wasn't seeing it at the time. And so luckily, you know, or, or you know, thank God. And, and you know, we worked hard to get there. Uh, we were able to have our, our breakthrough. But again, kind of going back to when she was still working a job, coming home saying, get a, you know, get a job, go to work, loser, you know, and then fast forwarding to the point where it was starting to get better. And I would say, Ashley, you just need to, you know, quit your job. Like, let's just quit. And this was like mm-hmm. 13, 14, I think, somewhere around there. So about seven, almost eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I says, Ashley, just quit your job. And so I had stacked up a little bit of money mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, whatever, five figures, something like that, maybe double that. And I says, just quit your job, right? You know, we've got at least five, six months of your income or whatever the case may be. And she's like, well, what are we going to do about, you know, insurance, right? You know, health insurance. And so at the time I'm like, oh yeah, she has a point. So I kind of just kept going and I kept circling back. And then one day she asked me, well, what are we going to do about, you know, health insurance? And I go, uh, pay for it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So you get to a point in life where you, you stop becoming dependent upon those things that you're so used to, right? Whether that be health insurance, life insurance. I mean, some people I used to be on welfare, right? Uh, Back when I was a kid and, and things like that. So you get to a point where you realize that you can move above and beyond those things that you didn't think you could, right? Whether that be, like I said, life insurance or a job, you know, a nine to five people so become so uh, dependent upon that income like she did. Um, and not just the income, but the benefits and the kind of grass is always greener over there, right? People always ask me, you know, what do you do, Jermaine? You know, and it's like, I go, you know, those pyramid things? And I go, yeah, I go, I'm at the top. And I, of course I'm joking, right? But the reality is that, you know, a job is comfortable for people. A job is like, oh, that's cool. You know, you work at, you know, Walmart or whatever. You know, you're the manager at Walmart. That's awesome. Right. But if you tell someone you're an entrepreneur, it's kind of like, well, what do you do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now that entrepreneurship is becoming more mainstream, of course, uh, people have more acceptance for it. But but back to my point is that, you know, a lot of times people don't see. Uh, you know, what we do as, as, a, as a real, you know, stream of income mm-hmm. or job. And, and they really got to realize that you could, you know, you could create the income, as you know, Victor, four or five, six jobs in a month, you know, if not more. So, 
No, absolutely. Yeah. They just think entrepreneurs are at home. We just twiddle our thumbs and that's all we do. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of work that goes on behind the yep. scenes. People do not see what goes on. There's a lot of personal development. There's a lot of talking to people, reaching out to people. There's a lot of things, building content. There's so much stuff going on behind the scenes, if, which if you're not right. an entrepreneur, you just don't see. You, you only see when they have success, but you realize all that work that they had to do, building up the proper foundation, it just takes time. So, right. and, you know, because and what you did, it didn't, things didn't change you overnight. It took some time. It took a lot of work building that proper foundation yeah. and never giving up. So I'd like to go next to, you know, what are some of the things you recommend to people who want to be an entrepreneur? Whether they want to do e-commerce, network marketing, or something else. What do they, you know, we'll talk about what do they need to do, what kind of mindset they need to have, because number one, you know, when you want to be an entrepreneur, it's a totally different mindset. You have to totally shift it from if you're going from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. And I think some people struggle right. with that. Well, I would definitely say, you know, my, uh, I think I'll take this opportunity to pull up one of my books, right? Uh, Foundation Offer Follow-Up, mm -hmm. which, which I know Victor has, and I've, I've got his book as well. Uh, but, you know, I talk a lot about foundational stuff in there because, you know, a lot of people come in and I used to do this. I used to just spam groups and I throw my link anywhere I could. You know, it's like, hey, Victor, good to meet you. You want to join my business? Here's my link. Right. And so I've been there, done that. But I came quickly to realize that you have to build a foundation. So uh, if someone wants to start an e-commerce for an, an example, you know, create the PayPal account, create the eBay account, uh, you know, go into your settings, you know, fill out your profile, do all the small things that mm -hmm. you think don't really matter. Versus always looking at, you know, so far ahead, people say, well, what's next? After I set up the account and make my logo and do my description and all these different things, they go, what's next? But the reality is that they they shoot them so far, uh, themselves so far ahead into the future that they don't realize they just need to kind of, like we always say, slow down to speed up, right? So build the foundation, you know, come up with an offer, whether that be clothing or, or electronics, uh, you know, games or whatever, as you see behind me, um, and then create the offer. And then, of course, moving into follow up. Right. So you got to have that follow up. And I think that this really reigns in like network marketing. Right. So to mm -hmm. kind of move from e-commerce into like network marketing, if someone's going to build a network marketing business, start to learn the raw skill sets like branding, you know, the foundational stuff. Uh, you know, I need a logo. Uh, what's my avatar? Um, you know, who's my target demographics? You know, and some of this stuff might sound like Chinese, but these are a lot of the things that that really matter. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that the root word of, you know, uh, marketing is is research, right? So you got to take the time mm -hmm. to do your research, see who your market is, uh, you know, and things like that. So, so I would definitely say so, somebody that's looking to start, just start from the ground, you know, start from the foundational stuff, uh, stuff, stop trying to think that, you know, that there's a, I think it's a, it's a fallacy, but there's also truth to it. You know, it takes money to make money. Yes. Right. So as we know, uh, Victor, we've invested in, in, in lots of different businesses. And as we push into it, yeah, we know that traffic makes money and things like that. But I think it's a fallacy in the sense that people think they got to spend 40 grand or 50 grand or even just five mm -hmm. or, or 500 for that matter, whatever your um, your level is. And the fact is that it's not always just dumping money into a business that's going to get you there. It's it's like having that funnel, right? Having that follow up and having that that platform like what Victor has here. You know, he's created this this, you know, amazing uh, show for everybody to watch. And, and he's very consistent. And so from those kinds of things stem you know, results. They stem people inquiring about your business. Hey, who's that guy on your live today? Or, hey, I love what you said today, Victor, uh, on your live. Can I talk to you more about your business? Mm -hmm. So again, uh, creating the foundation, right? Uh, learning a lot of the different, you know, fundamentals that it takes, like branding and traffic and things like that. And then really just becoming consistently uh, consistent with giving value, right? So if you're not consistently giving value, then nobody really cares what you're doing. Um, and that may be through the way alive, you know, a lot of my value comes through coaching calls, you know, I do a lot of coaching, um, but that could be YouTube, that could be Instagram. Uh, and I think that's a big problem or plague for people in this industry is they don't want to put themselves out there, you know, whether that's video or pictures or social media in general, if you have a business, you know, say you have a business, right? Let people know. Yeah. No, absolutely, bro. Some great stuff there, Jermaine, because like yeah. you said, people don't know about you. They don't know about your business. They're not going to do business with you. You know, Grant Cardone says our biggest enemies of security. That's why you see him. The guy is like all over social media. He's, Everywhere. he's tweeting like a hundred times a day. He, he's putting out videos. He's like all over. I see him in clubhouse now. I, 
you go anywhere on social media you can't avoid that guy so you, yeah you right. need to put yourself out and don't be afraid of doing videos here's the thing it's one of the best ways to endear people to because people because it it's the next best thing to either talk to them on the phone or talk to them in person because when they see you on video you come across as a real person a real human being right. so they can hear your voice your tonation so they can say oh wow i can feel this person so yeah you definitely should come do more of it, especially if you're a newbie. And what you yep. said about knowing your avatar. Yeah, a lot of people, when they start on market, especially in network marketing, they want to advertise to the whole world. And a lot of times, most of the people don't want what you what you have. So you got to figure out who really right. would be hungry for your product, the, the perfect avatar, the hungry buyers. Because uh, uh, if you don't do that, you're going to be marketing meat to a vegetarian. And you can't do that. Steak Vegetarians, they're going to eat a steakhouse. You got to find out who right. is going to hungry for your for what you have to offer and yep. like you said do your research research is very very important and brand yourself too many people for example network marketers do this a lot they brand their company you look at their profile photos or their cover photos this is a picture of their company but people want to know about you they want to know you know who is this person can this, can this person help me will this person give me value will this person right. help me succeed it's it's really a matter of if they know like and trust you so i think some of the things you share is very important and of course building that Thanks, foundation bro. And yeah. being consistent, consistency is very important. People think like, you know, I worked hard for a few days, I'm going to take a few days off, but you got to show up day in and day out. And here's the other thing, you take one day off, that's one day longer it's going to take for you to succeed. And you lose yeah. that momentum as well. There's something about when you work every single day, you may not need, you may not have to work hard every single day, but you, you know, you're going to have your high production days and your low production days. But if you're yeah. doing something every single day, it builds up, there's a compound effect. So I think what you said is very important about being consistent. You can't just take a break for several days and then come back because you lose some of that momentum from your business. So you got to show yeah. up day in and day out. So it's definitely some great stuff you shared there, bro. Thanks, bro. Well, like there's one quote that we always talk about. I know you've heard it. We've, we've said it quite a bit. You know, John Maxwell says our success is determined by our daily actions, right? So mm -hmm. that consistency starts to compound. And like you said, there may be days where, yeah, I'm working from six in the morning till it feels like six at night, you know, because people are still messaging or, you know, things are still going on in, in our in our accounts. But then there's days where I get up and just, you know, knock everything out and it's a good flow and we're done by you know, this time, 12 o'clock or whatever the case may be, or even earlier sometimes. But the reality is that we work every single day. You know, we're doing something in our business. And so, uh, you know, having your own business and being an entrepreneur, you can kind of turn the switch off, if you will, uh, you know, for the most part, you kind of let people know, hey, I'm taking a hiatus from calls or, you know, I'm doing this or that. And, and, and mostly everybody's respectful of that. But then there's times where, yeah, we're just, we're full into the, the day. And, you know, it feels like one day runs to the next, right? <laughs> so... No, no, yeah. absolutely. And, and here's the thing. If you put in the time and the effort, you build that foundation, you can have a great lifestyle like the one you have. Because um, yeah. I'll talk about some of the things you've done. Number one, sure. like in, in years past, you've done a whole bunch of mansion masterminds. Yep. You, you will host these events, uh, rent on a mansion for the weekend. And they were epic events. A lot of people would not go to the events. And then as they're watching the videos, they think, wow, I wish I were there. And and I, I've been at a bunch of those events. They were really epic, a lot of great stuff, met a lot of great people, learned a lot of wonderful stuff there. And that's one of the great things about these events you have is, is some of the successful people I met. I just learned a lot from these people. And you and I both know, we've seen a lot of people whose lives were changed from some of the things they saw, from some of the right. things they learned from the speakers. We saw people, and you and we won't mention these, there are some people we saw, a yep. couple of tweaks uh, shown to them, their business quadrupled, quintupled over the next yeah. two years because of some things they learned from going to the end. So, you know, talk, you know, share a little bit about those mansion masterminds that you held and, and just the power sure. of those events and how people's lives were affected by, because I saw it live myself, how people's uh, businesses took off after going to some of your events. Yeah, it's, it's really exhilarating. It's, it's, um, it's exciting, you know, when I kind of reflect on it, you know, or I'm talking to somebody on a call or, you know, somebody that knows they like, he's like you, Victor, they've been to these events and they've watched these guys go from like paying me their last, you know, $500,000 or whatever you know, of a last payment of, uh, you know, say two grand to stay in the mansion, right? Or whatever it is. But point is going from that to to just like buying, you know, fancy cars and you know what I mean? And and just traveling the world. And and it's, it's, it's really exhilarating because you watch these people go from, you know, the bottom, if, if you will, or whatever, never really at the bottom mentally, because they always had a, a great mindset. But you watch them go from the bottom monetarily to, like I said, 
doing all the things that they want to do. And, and that's what it's really all about. But to kind of talk more in the context of what we do, like the mansion masterminds, so the first one was 2013, September, we've probably done at least 30 or so. I, you know, I would say about 30, 32. Uh, we're going to be doing one in the summer. So Victor, I got, we got to touch base soon. Right. Um, anyway, Definitely. so our first one was, was, uh, September, uh, see 2013. And, uh, that one was really good. We had a lot of high earners for the, co from the company that I was in, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, these were people that I really looked up to. These were guys that were making the kind of income that we make now. And I thought never possible, you know, but I said, why not just have my own stage, right? I just create my own event. And so I did, and we called it the, you know, the beast mode mansion masterminds. Right. And, you know, since that first one in 2013, yeah, we, we've done dozens of them literally. And Victor's been to, I'd say at least almost a dozen, if not eight or something like that. And, uh, you know, we rent out a mansion, we bring in, you know, high figure earners, you know, set six and seven figure earners. Uh, they teaching anything, they're teaching anything from e-commerce to traffic to, you know, mindset to, uh, I think what a lot of people really take from these guys is they come in and, you know, or guys like me, you come in in a hoodie and glasses or whatever, or guys that just come in in shorts and a, and a t-shirt, right? And they go, wait, that guy made how much last month? You know, and it's just really inspiring for people to get around people that are just people, for lack of better words. You know what I mean? We're all we're all just people. We just kind of at a different point in our in our lives. And so, you know, we have breakfast and lunch and dinner, and you know, we work from you know sometimes eight ten in the morning till eight ten at night. Uh, and then of course the, you know, the secrets come out late night, right? 12 midnight, one in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, we just, you know, we have a good time, you know, we work hard, we play hard kind of thing. Uh, but the reality of it is like Victor said, a lot of leaders in this industry have, have definitely fruited from, uh, you know, coming out of these events, just like I have, you know, in the sense of development and, and leadership. And of course, monetarily, um, you know, being able to capitalize on that. But the fact is that if you've never been to an event, right, if you've never actually, you know, sat face to face with someone that you, you look up to, right, or that you follow, uh, for, you know, I guess, better words, then you really need to get there. Because, you know, again, you, you get around these guys, and you go, man, that guy drives a Rolls Royce or a McLaren. But he, you know what I mean? He's, he's humble. He talks to me just like, you know, Victor and I are talking. So that's the reality of what we've done. And yeah, we've had events with 50 people, you know, maybe 60, I think something like that. Um, and it's just, again, it's exhilarating. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, itching, if you will, uh, to have another one. So we'll, we'll definitely talk soon about that, Victor. Yeah. I've no, got an eye on a, on a, on a spot. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Awesome, bro. And here's the thing. You really had to get out of your comfort zone, your comfort zone and stretch yourself to do a mansion mastermind because number one, yep. they're not cheap. So to no. do, your, to do yeah. your very first one, 2013, that was probably a little scary for you. So, oh, yeah. and I just want people to realize that, you know, to really grow, you really need to get out of your comfort zone and, you know, do the things that you fear because when you do the things that you fear. Those are the things that really will drive you to success. And because yep. you did that one and it was successful, you had a whole bunch of other management masterminds, but you yep. had to do that first one to get to the succeeding ones and you're going to continue doing more. So I just want people to realize it was not a simple, like, oh, I'm just going to host this it's, it's, and it's going to be easy. It was a lot right. of work. And, and, you know, renting out a mansion for the weekend is not cheap. It costs money. No, no it's yeah, a lot yeah. of money. It's not like a yeah. couple hundred bucks. And, no. uh, but yet, yeah, and, I and, wish. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It, it, everyone would if it were that cheap. So, right, but right. because of that, and, and ever since then, you had a whole bunch of other successful mansion must So, you really had to get out of your comfort zone and just go for it. Just take action on yep. your fear. I'm sure there were some fears there when you were thinking of doing it, right? Oh yeah. I mean, the fear of not being able to make my money back. That's the number one, I think, fear, just mm -hmm. like people when they join a network marketing business. You know, unfortunately, I think, unfortunately, it's, it's the first thing we think of, right? Can I make my money back? You know, will I get my investment back, right? But we're not really thinking long-term, you know, as to, you know, even if I didn't make my money back on that first one, right? Which I don't even remember if I did or not. You know, I think most of them we have, but that's the first thing we think of is like, am I going to make my money back? Is this going to work? Are people going to come? You know, am I only going to have four people? And and the reality is that, yeah, we we um we've always had the success, but but we've also always had that fear in the back of our minds. And uh, I say we, you know, because of course I bounce a lot of this off Ashley, and I said, do you think we should do it? Or you know, maybe you know, I have friends that uh you know will say, hey, just go for the bigger one. You know, I had a, a cameraman, uh, uh, Johnson was his name. I can't remember his first name, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, Johnson, he would come out and he'd do the. You probably remember him, the the videos for us. Yeah. And he'd say, man, just, just go for the big one. I'd say, well, we got this one and it's kind of like six bedrooms. And it's really nice. It's a mansion. But then we got this one with like, you know what I mean? 12 bedrooms and it's right on the beach. And, 
you know, he would say, just get that one. You could sell it out. And so I remember the time where I kind of go from, you know, kind of trying to keep it at a, a certain level to just, you know what, let's go all out, you know? And the reality is that it's, it's never easy. It's, it's very scary actually, because again, you don't know if it's going to work or this, that, and the third, but like Victor said earlier, if you just don't shoot your shot, then, you know, or like Victor always says, I should say, you know, if you don't shoot your shot, right. Uh, what is it that you say, Victor, you say, uh, well, Wayne Gretzky says you, you miss 100% yeah. of the shots you don't take. So you have there to take those shots. Yep. Absolutely. And because mm -hmm. of that, and, and, and I like what you said about long-term thinking. People have a short-term span. They have short-term thinking. They don't look at the big picture. Because right. you started hosting these masterminds, here's the thing. Whether you made the money back or not, uh, you had a whole bunch afterwards that were very successful. You built a lot of great relationships during these masterminds. You've, your right. business has grown as a result of these masterminds. You've gotten coaching clients as a result of that. So you've made oh, yeah. money as a result of hosting these masterminds. If you had not gotten out of your comfort zone, acting on your fear, there was a there was some money that you would not have made had you not done this. But because you had this long-term thing, you realized, man, I'm setting up a proper foundation. Things are going to build upon these events. And because you did that, you achieve more success as a result. So again, yeah. you need to have a long-term perspective as you pointed out, Jamie. So I thought that was a great point you mentioned before. Yeah, thanks, bro. And, and I'll kind of tap in on that and, and I'll kind of do it in, in uh, terms of network marketing, right? So this mm -hmm. is where I kind of learned like front-end and then back-end money, right? So I could send out a thousand click solo ad and get, let's just say 30% opt-in, which is decent opt-in rate. And there's 30 people that opt into my list. So just meaning a hundred, you know, 100 people, let's say 100 people, sorry, 100 click solo list and, and 30 people go through uh, my funnel, right? I'm thinking, okay, I got 30 leads, awesome, right? And then what happens, Victor, sometimes nobody buys, right? Mm -hmm. Like no, nobody buys anything. And then you're like, ah, you know, you're discouraged. But the fact of the matter is that those same 30 people, they want to join a business, right? But they say that people have to see your business, you know, what is it, seven to 12 times mm -hmm. before they actually buy right right so sending them an email with a video like this actually teaching them something right sending them a follow-up email uh with the invite to your webinar to your your live or whatever that's gonna really get them to buy from you later so again talking about front-end and back-end money so the front-end was the 30 leads for let's just say you know whatever cost me 100 bucks for a 100 click solo ad mm -hmm. and then you know so i don't make anything on the on the front end but then I get that one person on the back end that says, hey, I really need a coach. You know, I need someone that's really going to walk me through things. And, you know, you may or may not be at, at a point in your business where you're offering coaching. One, because you may be making too much money or two, because you don't know how, right? You're just not there yet. But the fact of the matter is that one of those 30 people, if they said, hey, I need coaching, let's just say even at $500, right? And you go, yeah, sure. I'll coach you through. Uh, you may know graphic design. You may know blogging. You may know uh, solo ads, you may know pay-per-click, you may know how to do a live stream better than them. Whatever it is that they want to learn for 500 bucks, they pay you, you coach them, you deliver, right? They now have success from that. And you just made $500 off of one person that cost you, what was it, $100? Mm -hmm. You know, so so like you said, people don't look at that long-term money or, I mean, and that goes from every scale. Could be $1 that you spent to make 10 or could be, you know, a thousand that you feel like you've blown, you know, or wasted, but then eventually that thousand makes you 10 or that 10 makes you 20. And so it just, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you've heard the stories at these events, bro. And, and, and these people talk about stories like that all the time, you know, and, and I love to touch on that because I think a lot of people when in network marketing, especially they go, oh, I just need more leads, more leads, more leads. Right. And it's like, well, what about the first 30 people that opted in and showed interest mm -hmm. in your business? You don't think they want some attention, you know what I mean? Or want to learn. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Can give those people the attention build yeah. that relationship with them. It's not just, it, the money's not just in the list, it's in the relationship you have with that list. Exactly. If you're sharing a lot of value with them and giving them stuff that can help them, they're much more likely to join you. And yeah, yeah. like you said, it's, you got to, the more value you give, the yeah, again, have that long-term perspective. And like you said, I know with some of your coaching clients, you've had people buy a $37 product and because they like the product, guess what? They bought and they bought more from you and they bought mm -hmm they've probably wound up spending five, ten thousand dollars to you all because they yep. spent that first product with you. They love what they got from that product. They love the value you share with them. So, you know, you had that long term effect. Sometimes people say, well, I, I want to sum up then no one's buying my two thousand dollar product. Well, maybe you have a hundred dollar product or a fifty dollar product. Maybe they're willing to buy that. For, for whatever reason, not everyone wants to buy your more expensive products. But if you right. give them a, a, a tripwire, lower end product and they mm -hmm. love it, that can that can 
leads to a very lucrative relationship with that person. So they can, they're, they're more willing, they can, there's some people just don't want to spend that big money, but they'll spend 50 bucks on you. And, they, and if they love that product and they love the coaching they get for you, they'll spend 500, 1,000, 2,000, 10,000. But yeah. sometimes people want to start small. You got to meet people where they are. Yep. And it, yeah, I love that. Meet people where they're at. And it's kind of like, look, you want, you want to learn about fight or flight. You want to learn about front end, back end money. You want to learn about branding, foundational stuff, right? Grab this, you know, this wonderful tripwire here for $17, right? It's a good lead in, you know, or $7 or whatever. It's a good lead in to getting people to know more about your business, right? And so obviously you're giving this as a free value, Victor, right? Which would be called a lead magnet, but that lead magnet could lead to, you know, a tripwire, like you spoke about a $17 product or something like that. And yeah, I've had plenty of people that bought, you know, whether it's $17 or 1700 or 17,000 for me, and then go spend 50,000 with someone else. And for whatever reason, like you said, maybe they just, they didn't align with what it was or whatever, or they grew and, and that's okay. But, but the fact is, if you don't have those offers, you know, available, then, then no one could buy them. Right. It's like, you can't sell what you don't have. So. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. bro. I remember when I hosted a event a few years ago and you wanted to speak with at an event, I remember you asked, uh, you, you asked the question, how many of you have helped someone make a thousand dollars a month and a few people, you know, got right. up then right, yes, right, how right. many people have helped uh, someone make $10,000 and then a few, a few, few, fewer people got up. And then how many people have helped someone make a hundred thousand and then like two or three people got up and how many right. people help someone make seven figures and like one person got up and, and your point was, you notice that the people that are making the most money are the ones that help the most people make most money. So yep. if you really want to be more successful, you need to help other people succeed. So, and, and, and you just demonstrated beautifully in that example, because the people that made the most money were the ones that helped the most people succeed them that help others make the most money. So if you really right. want to be successful, you need to help a lot of other people succeed. You can't just do it yep. solely for yourself. No, I, I agree, bro. And Zig Ziglar says it best, right? Help. Well said it best. Rest in peace. Uh, help as many people get to where they want to be and you'll get to where you want to be, you know? And I, I learned that probably a decade ago. And it was at that moment that I learned that and started to actually do that and act on that was where I started to kind of, the correlation made sense. It's like, wait, it, and it wasn't just the money. Like you said, the money was the easy part. It was more so the relationship that I was building with that person. And then I started to see people that would spend, let's just say a thousand dollars. They spend a thousand and I deliver and teach them this, that, the third. And then they go, you know what? I'm all in on your next thing. Here's 3000 more. And I'm just like, okay, right. Because people love to grow just like we love to grow and learn. Everybody loves to grow and learn. So you, you, if you're not helping those, that next person, like what Victor's doing here with his lives and his interview and his past events, you know, uh, you're really missing out is what I tell a lot of my clients and some get it right away. And then some, it takes a year, two years, even five years. And they circle back. I mean, I've had plenty of people, obviously I won't say their names here, but say, you know what, Jermaine, you were right. You know, once I started actually helping people, that was where, you know, my income skyrocketed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but to be able to, like you said, in that room, stand, you know, still be standing as I help someone make seven figures. It's like, sometimes, like I said, we got to reflect. We just kind of go, oh yeah, I did that, you know, and that's in the past, but we don't realize how much it's, it's really impacted someone's life uh, or life because, you know, they, they went on to do some, some great things themselves. So. No, yeah. and I, absolutely. And again, you've helped a lot of people succeed. It's one of the major reasons why you've been as successful as you are, because you spent that time with them. And you just, you know, and, and it's, it's incredible. The more you serve, you really have to serve well to earn well. A lot of people don't understand. They just think it's mm -hmm. just something that sounds like empty platitudes, but it really works. You know, from your life example, I know it from my example, yeah. and from all the other successful people I've ever met, the ones that help the most people succeed like you said, it just builds upon their success. Great things just seem to happen to them. There's some reciprocal thing that seems to happen when you're not oh, yeah. selfish and you're willing to help other people succeed. It's uh, yeah. It just works for your benefit. Um, another thing I'd like to ask you about is because you put in all that time and the effort and you were consistent and and, and you were focused on doing these things. You spent time researching, learning all these things. Um, right. You have a really nice lifestyle and uh, and I just like you to talk about because you're you've been able to a number of times do these trips throughout the country, driving around to different cities and just seeing the entire United States and just taking your family, you know, doing this for like a couple of months. And and I've yeah. seen a lot of pictures, seen a lot of videos. There have been some amazing stuff I've seen. So, I mean, I'm just thinking 
you must have some incredible memories to share with your kids, you know, just doing these trips with them, just going all throughout the country, you know, seeing all these beautiful places. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of go back to like 2013 affiliate beast mode. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, you know, kind of like where beast mode came from creating, mm -hmm. you know, consistent content and videos live every day and just being in beast mode where, you know, you never really let up your, your, your guard or whatever, but going back to that, I thought, you know what, not everybody wants to be an affiliate, right? I mean, you can make money and now, now more so, you know, back in 2010, when I started, they didn't have influencers. It was called an affiliate, right? You were like a super affiliate. And so that's what we did a lot of, but then I came to the realization that not everybody wants to necessarily be an affiliate, but everybody would love to travel for the most part, maybe not everybody, but I think most people would love to travel, right? And see the world or the States or whatever. And so we came out with, you know, traveling beasts, mm -hmm. right? And so that's, that's obviously been our brand now for five, six years. And uh, that stemmed from, you know, partly, like I said, me thinking not everybody wants to be an affiliate and learn all this internet marketing stuff, but everybody would love to travel. So whatever, you know, business they're running, their goal is typically, and you'll see it. I mean, you know, you have friends that have, you know, lots of money and they're traveling here and there. We see them all over Facebook, right? And, uh, you know, the, the fact is that, that everyone wants to travel, you know, for the most part. And so uh, once we transitioned into that, yeah, like you said, people would start following us into these events. Uh, and, and that really stemmed from uh, my grandfather taking me across the United States when I was a kid to keep me out of trouble, right? So he would take me in his RV, you know, like we've done now in our RV. And he would take me for the summer for two, three months at a time. And that would keep me out of trouble. And so I always wanted to, you know, maybe 15 years ago, I had this vision of, uh, of what we do now, being able to just take my, you know, family and kids, and you know, now it's like nieces and nephews because we're gonna have to start doing that. These kids are older, right? Or our kids are older. But I always wanted to be able to do that, take my kids across the United States, and and just do what my grandfather did for me. And so started traveling beast. Uh, 2016 was our first uh, tour, if you will, uh, across the United States. So we went from California to Salt Lake City to Wyoming to South Dakota. Spent a week in you know Mount Rushmore, Black Hills. Uh, went to North Dakota. My family has a ranch out there. Spent two weeks there. Went and saw Cindy Bloom over in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, Shane out in Minnesota. Went down through um, uh, Kentucky and Tennessee and whatever, going down to Florida. And uh, stayed a week in, in Disney World. Uh, left there. You know, had an event there, right? You you were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, had an event there in, in, in Florida. And, uh, and then went back through Louisiana, Texas um new mexico arizona back to california so like a big you know pyramid i guess right and uh that was when i realized like the first trip we took it was like wow it was just you know what i mean like we made it you know for for lack of better words and it wasn't mm -hmm. even the money it wasn't even the money it was the it was the freedom and the time that was allowed by the money that we had obtained and so like i said 16 we did that 17 uh, we spent 30 days in Hawaii. My oldest son graduated. He's 22 now, but he had just graduated high school. Victor was there. You know, we had an event uh, and and we spent 30 days there. We had about I think, three or four day mastermind and Victor came mm -hmm. out. Yep. Had, I don't know, a dozen, maybe, you know, eight or 10 other people come out. Uh, it was really like an exclusive mastermind. And so that that amongst the uh, the next year, 18 uh, event that we did. So we did the same trip in 2018. It was about 75 days across the United States. Uh, and then let's see, so that was 18. Um, twice we've done Hawaii for 30 days. And I'm trying to think when we did that. But anyway, it just, it's a blessing to be able to do all those things and, and really just, you know, do what we signed up for. Because I get people all the time, they say, oh, Jermaine, you know, I see you're always on vacation or I see you're always on the road, right? And they don't realize the work. I mean, I'll say it, the stress, the time, the effort, you know, the people work that comes with it. But they go, yeah, yeah. And here's my point. They go, yeah, I see you're always on vacation. So when you get back, you know, and I go, well, schedule your call in because I'm working remotely. You can call it a vacation if you want, if you see me posting pictures on the beach or, you know, whatever. But the reality is that I'm living the life that I signed up for and you could do it too, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No, absolutely. You had to do a lot of work to get that kind of lifestyle. Then come, it didn't come easy. You had to put in the time and right. effort. And like you said, I've done calls with you while you were on this on these trips. So I'm talking yep. to you. You're saying I'm in Kentucky right now, and uh, we're going to be here a couple of days. So I know that. So you're still working, even though you're on these vacations. You're having a great time with your family. You're seeing the entire country. And uh, no, I think yep. it, it, I just love watching the videos and the pictures you guys took while you were on these trips, and just you know just seeing the entire country. And one thing I want everyone to point uh, to notice uh, as we're watching this interview. 
Uh, Jermaine talked about the importance of brand. Uh, look at him. He has his shirt, beast mode. He was showing the mug, the traveling beast. He's always branding himself. And I could tell you, when I went to those masterminds, you see that? <laughs> see that traveling beast? And, you know, uh, he, he, he has these shirts at these events for traveling beasts. His RV vehicle is branding himself, his website, his company. Now, think about this. He and his family are driving throughout the entire country. All through these highways, people are seeing his website. <laughs> They're all seeing it. So you can imagine, he's probably had some people in Louisiana, Texas, wherever they're driving, they notice his website. And I'm sure some of them are writing it down and checking out, saying, what's this website of his? So, so oh, even, yeah. when, even on his RV vehicle, he's branding himself. So you, don't, you should be branding yourself. There's a lot of people like, you know, Chris Rock, he's got that orange hat. Other people have these yep. different caps and these shirts. So you always need to be branding yourself. So people remember you, you have recallability. So when people think, they think of you as the traveling beast or the lead monster, because you've been branding yourself for many years. So you got the shades there too. So uh, <laughs> if people know you do those videos, you got those shades on. So Think about how can you brand yourself? Because, because when people can associate that with you, you're going to be remembered more easily. You're going to be recalled more easily. And they'll say, ah, Jermaine's a traveling beast. He has that traveling lifestyle. He's always going to different places with his family. I like that lifestyle. I want to learn more about that. I need to contact him. Yeah, no, I would definitely say we've been on the road quite a few times. I mean, I could remember specifically uh, Black Hills, like I said, South Dakota. Uh, where we stayed at this KOA. If anybody ever gets a chance to to go there, it's it's amazing. You could spend ten days there and never be bored. Uh, but we met a, a couple, uh, Indian couple that you know was kind of like from that area, and uh, and they traveled a lot, you know, as it was. And we were just kind of getting our our journey started. I think this was our first trip there to South Dakota, and uh, you know, at the time we still, like Victor said, we had just got our 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 RV wrapped. It was still brand new, you know, and. Um, you know, people notice that they go, oh, your trailer's new because they buy them too, you know, so they kind of just, we were chatting and, and we sat there and, uh, you know, they were having a drink and we did the same and, and we just, we hit it off, you know, we started building that relationship. Uh, long story short, I ended up calling them down the line and they ended up doing some business with us. So like Victor said, you know, it, it literally came from them seeing the, you know, hey, what's that, you know, what's this on the back? And I said, that's a book that I've written, you know, the one that I showed earlier, Foundation Offer Follow-Up, and it kind of stemmed from that. Uh, and, and more and more as we go along, people, like I said, more and more people are becoming entrepreneurs or they are starting a business or they are, they know someone or they want to help someone. And so, you know, as this all becomes more mainstream, if you will, uh, it's just an amazing thing to see. But yeah, branding, you know, to the point branding, um, you know, free traffic. I mean, it, my website's on the back. So it's like Victor said, I mean, we, we spent 75 days on the road, you know, a total of probably seven, 8,000 miles across the, the United States there and back. Um, and that was just free, free advertising, right? Every time someone saw it, it's like, if they got curious, they go check out the website. And so you start to realize the correlation between really just putting yourself out there, people referring, uh, people to you, uh, and then just being known, right? Because it, like, like Victor said, if you're not, then, then nobody's going to buy from you. So, yeah. No, absolutely. And I believe you have a couple of other books, uh, as well, David, you want to show that to our audience? I do. So well, actually, I've got for now, Victor, I've got the 247 blueprint, which is mm -hmm. the uh, daily routine. I've got the FOF formula, which I showed earlier, which is like foundation, uh, branding and kind of like your, you know, your fundamentals and principles of becoming an entrepreneur that could really kind of, you know, set you off. My third book is coming out this year. I promise that uh, it's in the works. The cover's already done. Uh, it's being, you know, last final edits, if you will. Uh, and it's called All Roads Lead Here. And so that one is, is really about, uh, you know, everything leading back to you, kind of a lot of what we've spoke about today, the mm. branding, uh, we talk about spider webbing and having all these different social channels, like what Victor was saying about uh, Grant Cardone, even if you're not as active on some or whatever the case may be. But in that book, uh, All Roads Lead Here, we talk about that. And, and uh, on the cover, of course, I got me with, you know, my shades and kind of you know, everything leading back to, to me in the sense. And I go into that in, in that third book, but it's not yet published. So, but yeah, thanks for that, Victor. I appreciate it. Right, I'm looking forward to reading yeah. that when the book comes out. Yeah. Uh, one last question before we end, um, talk about multiple streams of income because you're one of the best sure. people I know in terms of creating multiple streams of income, because talk about, sure. you know, you know, the importance of it and um, how you're able to have multiple streams of income. Because a lot of people want it, but they have a hard time developing multiple streams. So you want to talk a little bit about MSIs? 
Sure. So I can do one of two things here. I can uh, kind of direct people to hit me up if they want to get the, the paper that I don't have you saw the paper where I've got like 15 streams of income, mm -hmm. or I can go grab it if you guys want to wait 30 seconds. It's in the yeah. it's in the back room. Can we grab yeah, it? Why don't you go? Yeah, we can wait yeah. 30 seconds. Go for right, it, bro. Give me like 20 seconds. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. All right, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, let's put this up here and I'm not sure if that shows backwards or if people can actually, you know, see it, but I'm just mm -hmm. gonna kind of read, I'll, I'll go into talking about multiple mm -hmm. streams of income. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people know about certain things. They just don't know where to get started, but we got Uber here, right? So a lot of people say, you drive Uber? No, <laughs> but let me give you kind of a way that, you know, let's say, if, if you're someone that wants to start an Uber business, you don't have the time, right? You can always partner with someone. You can say, hey, I'll buy the car. You know, you do the drive and you give me X percentage of, of your sales, right? And then we've got Turo, which is one that, that we really loved. And it's kind of becoming more mainstream, which is where you can rent out your car, right? So I won't go too in-depth to these. I want to kind of touch on multiple streams of income to, to Victor's context. But I want to read through these 15 uh, to, just to kind of give you guys ideas. So eBay. Of course, you can sell on eBay, Shopify, Amazon, OfferUp, uh, Udemy. So you could teach, you know, branding or design, web design over on UDEMY uh, consulting. So you can consult with real estate agents or insurance agents and help them generate leads via Facebook ads and Facebook fan pages at a, at a even mm -hmm. at a simple level, because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know this stuff. Right. Uh, we've got affiliate marketing, one of my favorites, uh, cryptocurrency stocks, of course, Airbnb. You know, you could uh, sublease mm -hmm. a, a place there. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, Etsy. We've got offline sales. And then we've got Facebook Marketplace. So that's just 15, right? Because I could probably think of another five or 10 off the top of my head. And there's so many, you know, more ways to make, you know, multiple streams of income. But to kind of touch, I think, in the context of where uh, Victor was aiming from is, you know, don't, like I said, left and right, don't get all over the place, shiny ball syndrome kind of thing, right? But if you're going to start up an eBay store and, you know, it's it's kind of going for you, but it's not yet where you want it to be, right? Then once that's flowing, you know, then, then maybe splice in, you know, Amazon or something like that. But the fact is, get something rolling before you move on to the next thing, because I think too many people just want to kind of take it all in, uh, which some can because they have, you know, the time, the funds, the capital, uh, to do so. But I would say definitely as far as multiple streams of income, you know, just be careful, but also know that once something's set in stone, I mean, people say, are these all active income streams for you? Yes. Right. 95, 98% with the exception of, a, you know, one or two, because we're kind of transitioning or doing a couple of things in one of those areas. These are all active income streams. So this didn't happen overnight. You know, if you ask me, uh, I don't know, seven years ago, what my multiple streams of income was, I'd be like, you know, and I'll just say it, wake up now and power network, it, you know what I mean? Like seven different companies. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about multiple streams of income, I think people just being really careful uh, of their time, knowing their budget, knowing their goals, things like that. So, so I'm, I'm definitely a firm believe, believer in, in multiple streams of income because you can't depend on one. If, if, you know, eBay goes down tomorrow, you mm -hmm. know, you better have Amazon as a backup or if, if Airbnb goes out of business, then maybe you start mm -hmm. doing cars or, or whatever the case may be on Turo. So um, definitely has been a blessing where something may be way up and then it kind of comes down a little bit. But we we've got the other income streams coming in. So it doesn't really impact us, I guess, is what I'm trying to spit out. So to, I guess mixed emotions on, on multiple income streams because you don't want to get someone to, you know, intertwined with five, seven different things if, if one's not working. But at the same time, as those things start to work for you, make your money work for you. Why not? Right. And so if you mm -hmm. have money and, you know, assets that you can, you know, and I say assets, because if you have a car that's just sitting there, rent it out on Turo, make income mm -hmm. from it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Like you said, be careful. Number one, don't do 10 things at once. Start off one stream mm -hmm. at a time. And then once you make this a good money, then you add that second stream. Like you said, avoid shining ball searching. We know we talk about that now in market. People join five companies and they make money in none of them. So right. make that money in that one company. But yeah, whatever that stream is, whether it's Uber, Turo, whatever, do it. Amazon, eBay, make money in that first one. And like you talked before, you talked about focus, be focused. Focus, get that money in. 
get that success, then add that second stream. Make money in that, then you add that third stream, one at a time. And, and another thing, you, a lot of these things, you're gonna do a lot of delegating. You, you right. can't do everything by yourself. You, you, there's only 24 hours in a day. And that's where I think yep. people mess up. They, they, they try to do everything. Sometimes you need to hire a VA, an assistant. You may need to go to Fiverr, one of these other freelancer.com and outsource some of that work to other people. Uh, you're paying short term money, but it's long-term gain for you. So, you know, you, you gotta have that mentality. Like if I pay them, you know, whatever, a few dollars an hour, but I'm making $10 an hour, I'm making a profit. Exactly. No, and on that note, I think, include myself included we all try to do everything ourselves right now i was having this conversation with uh my best friend who owns a pool company with 700 pool routes right and he's in uh the expansion phase and so he went from 400 to 700 pool routes and he just i saw it in his face yesterday and even told me he says dude i can't do this on my own you know and he knows it. he's, he's hired my son he's hired you know five six people mm -hmm. but he's at that point where he's he's really growing and little things like uh, we were talking about square up payments and automation and automating his billing cycles for his his uh, clients, right? So there's a, a lot of things that um, you know you can do in context of that. But uh, anyway, I don't want to get too far off track, right? Um, but like I said, automating some of that stuff and and really being able to delegate, I guess, was was the sole point, right? Being able to say, okay, uh, if you know, like with him, if you know, he's of course his income has went up, you know, X amount. So mm -hmm. it, you know, it's okay for him now to pay out for this and pay out for that. And so I always tell people, you know, just make more money, you know, and they say, well, I don't want to pay more taxes or, you know, this or that, you know, if I make a million, you know, I got to pay, you know, 400,000 or 350 or whatever. Okay. Then make 2 million, <laughs> you know, that'll make you mm -hmm. happy. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Great stuff. Listen, Jermaine, it's been yeah. such a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on our show. Thank you, bro. Thank it was you. good seeing you. Great talking to you again. Great catching up with you. And just again, thanks so much for all the value and the wisdom you share with our audience. I know the people watches got a lot of value out of this. And before I let you go, bro, if you want to get in touch, what is the best way for people to uh, contact you? Just head over to Facebook, type in Jermaine Steele and, and send me a message. Yeah, it's typically, you know, I got JermaineSteele.com, but typically I just tell people reach out and if there's any way I can serve, you know, we'll go from there. But thanks for having me on, bro. I really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to our next one-on-one uh, -on -one catch up. We'll put it like that, right? Cause it's been a while, but absolutely, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks bro. Okay, sounds good, bro. And uh, thanks again. Have yourself an amazing day, bro. Take care and God bless. All right, you too. Thanks bro. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.